Welcome to Creative Conflab, a podcast where we have honest conversations about creativity, art, design, and craft. Ready to get started? Let's go. Thank you for listening to Creative Conflab. You are listening to episode three with Pierre Tabiner. Hi. Insert applause. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah so me. thank you so much for being a part of this and being one of my first guests on this show. Um, we're all in a really weird place right now with the whole pandemic happening and self-isolating. So I'd like to start with you sharing something that has recently brought you joy. Oh, um, I think about that a lot these days, or I try to think about that a lot. And honestly, there's a lot of things big and small. Um, I just launched a really fun program this week called um, Community Colors, hashtag Community Colors with a U, um, the Halifax edition. And that involved reaching out to like, I don't know, I probably reached out to over 100 different artists out here, asked everybody to draw something Halifaxy for use in a coloring sheet sort of thing. And yesterday I went and picked up 750 sheets at um, uh, my good friends at TPH and uh, I brought them to a few different places and they're being distributed all over the place now. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, that's big joy. And it also keeps me really busy because all that had to be like organized and planned and then, of course, I can't rest. I had to make um, social media posts about it. And, I mean, I reached out to Halifax ad agencies and shops and studios and galleries. I wanted to make social media posts for them to use, too, if they want right. to. Um, also, uh, I go on a run. Ever since this pandemic started, I, I like to run. And I've been trying to do a 5K every other day. That's been, like, the little rule. Um and Amazing. while my neighborhood's getting a little bit boring now, it's still nice to get out even when I don't want to get out. I do. Yes. This morning, I was out in the mist and rain just walking yeah. along the waterfront. Yeah. And it has made all the difference. Yeah, it's a big all deal. I mean, yeah, you, you got to get out. And like, we're so used to having to go out because we have to walk to the car to drive to work or have to get on the bus to drive to work or whatever. But now we don't have to force ourselves to that anymore. Exactly. There's a whole creed of human beings that just like never open their blinds in their windows. I never understood that person. I, I wonder like, God, if you never had to go out because you didn't have a dog to walk, like how, how does that affect your mental health? But anyways, um, I enjoy getting out. And for those that don't know you, even though I know everybody in my network already knows you, um, oh, cool. tell, us, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Okay. Uh, I am Pierre Tavener. I graduated from uh, NSCC's graphic design program in 2003. Um, yeah, Hi, Crystal and Rob. That's right. <laughs> um, I am a you know Hufflepuff through and through. Uh, I've been working in ads ad agencies ever since 2003. Whether it was in um, graphic design shops, my first job was six years at KFC Pizza at Taco Bell making in-store signage, you know, Mother's Day mega meal type stuff. Um, it was a great first job because I had to learn rules of software. Yeah. And not only that, but FedEx is coming later today and we have to get these 50 signs printed. And there's no, it's not like you make a file and you send it off and the guy at the, the rip fixes it if something's wrong. It's like, no, the guy at the rip is 20 feet away. 
if it's wrong, it's coming right back to you because he's got other things to do. He's trimming stuff and whatever. Um, right. But um, I uh, have training in graphic design, and then I became an art director, which is like a graphic design that gets paid a little more and works a lot more. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, after I that, love that description. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, it's such a silly thing, but like cocktail parties, you got to have these explanations because um, I've also been a creative director, and nobody knows what that really is. I don't think anyway. I certainly didn't before I was in the industry. Creative director uh, manages creative teams, so I would have an art director, or copywriter team reporting to me, and I would say. Yes, no, that idea is good. That idea is not good. But if you want to use it, here's what we got to do. Stuff like that. Creative directing was one of the last things I was doing in the agency world. But now, I, uh, for the past year and a half, I've been full-time self-employed um, mm-hmm. under uh, P. Tabner Design and Illustration. Um, that's really fun. But it means that uh, I have to flex every muscle that I have now. Not only am I laying out business cards like a graphic designer would. And yeah, that happens. But there's also uh, a client needs to do a integrated campaign and part of it involves radio. And I have to choose, do I involve a copywriter and, you know, brief them and creative direct them? Or do I maybe have an idea and I can write them myself with a little bit of extra, you know, extra critical thinking comes up often. Um, And not only that, but I'm working with um, Brands right now that are, for example, they're just launching their social media presence. So, you know, I'm contracted to do things like that now, too. It's like, okay, great. That involves a lot of strategy. That involves planning a social content calendar. That involves creating a lot of content, a lot of miniature campaigns in advance. There's a lot of fourth dimensional thinking going on. Um, Yes, a lot. You, you do know, a lot, basically. Yeah, I do a lot. And we all, I think we all have to do a lot these days. Yeah. I think that's always been yes. true about Atlanta, and, Canada. Yes. And especially when you run your own business, that's something I love and sometimes, some days hate about yeah. also running my own business is that you get to learn and expand and grow your skill set and try and experiment with things that. If you were at a nine to five, you wouldn't necessarily get the opportunity to do. So that's something I love about it. Um, And I've always loved continuing to learn and find out more about different areas. So like when social media started beginning to get hot and being another marketplace or or channel medium, whatever you want to call it, to market, I wanted to learn about that and see what that's all about. Yeah, it's true. And like, it should be hard, you know, if something's easy to do. That means you've not being challenged kind of thing and you're not growing. Um, yes, exactly. So it's, it's, it's good to take all that, you know, and to apply it to whatever challenge you're at and it, it can be hard, but it's also good to know when you're not the best fit for something and you involve, you know, in, in my business speak, it's involving a subcontractor, but it's like, no, you call on your friends and say, I can't draw 50 coloring book illustrations in a week. Who can, who can illustrate for me? You know, that's a good that's yeah. an example, but yeah, I mean, you gotta rely on people. And it's really cool that you said that, um, like, you know, does Pierre need an introduction? Everybody knows him. He's like, I'm just another dude. I'm just a nice guy. But like <laughs> being a nice guy is like a big, a big part of it. Well, definitely. 
I've had a lot of conversations, especially networking lately, because we're all virtually networking. We're trying to find how do we stay focused on our business yeah. But not sell anything because no one wants to buy right now. And yeah. I keep having the conversation of your business, especially when you're one person, uh, is actually a lot of you. You are your business. Yeah, it's so and true. to like try to separate those, you just can't do it. Because at the end of the day, you're always gonna be kind kind, good hearted Pierre that, you know, Aww. just wants to be happy and make yeah. people you know happy around them yeah um, well thanks but that's and it's it's so true and i mean a lot of the best businesses of any industry over the the decades have sort of shown that i mean steve jobs for apple like um you know any business that has like a really clear like you know barker guy on top well you mm-hmm. you kind of identify that person with that business and if I'm going to have a business that's named after me, well, I'm going to make my business behave the way that I do if I can. Yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. In every part of the that. process, you know. As creatives, we all have a creative process that we go from an idea, developing the idea, executing the idea to making it a tangible thing. Um, is there a step in the creative process that you would never skip? And what part of it is that? It's, it's tough. I mean, process is such a particular thing. And like, we're all taught certain things. And I'll tell you now, there's a lot of things that I was taught that I, that I do, but a lot of things I was taught that I really, like, really don't do. Like, I hardly, I, I rarely start in a sketchbook, start with pen and paper. Um, I don't know if that's surprising. Like, I do that sometimes when I'm stuck. Or I'll do that sometimes when it's like straight up in illustration or typography it's like that i'll do a rough because i have to have to do that anyway but um yeah i'm similar yeah yeah. so and there's a lot of process things like that that i can't or that i do skip but um you know i think about it and the one thing that i do every single time that i can't skip is i gotta talk it through Uh, like i Mm -hmm. need to hear firsthand what problems we're here to solve um, and make sense of that stuff um, in yes. an agency as a creative director, you can achieve that, but as an art director or even lower a graphic designer, you don't really get, you know, privy to those conversations. You're just sort of told by the brief, well, what we're here to do, here's what we're here to do. Here's the words on the brief. I didn't write the brief. So I'll just keep rereading the same paragraph over. You get a lot of that. And I, I learned over years to make sense of that, make that work. But I have found since I've been like, you know, a creative leader, especially working on my own, that like it is a huge help for me to get a feel for the client and the tone of what we're doing here. Um, yes, definitely. Not often, yeah, not often could I say to a client, what's the tone of what we're trying to do? But by sitting and talking with them and by trying out um, tones while I'm talking about it, uh, it helps me understand what we're here to do in what way we're here to do it. Um, yeah. I talk about emotion a lot when I talk to people cause everybody yeah. knows emotion. Yeah. So it's like, do you want it to be exciting? Do you want it to be happy? Do you want it to be motivating? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, I often explain that 
when people are like, how do you learn how to make a logo? And I'm like, well, I act like a journalist and ask a billion questions yep. and yep. Um, keep asking until I start thinking of ideas in my head and yeah, then totally. go from there. So is there something you didn't learn for a creative mm. process that you do use? Um, something I didn't learn for creative process that I do or use. Or something I mean, you discovered that this really helps me. Yeah, totally. Like, like going to, to Pinterest for color palette inspiration. Yeah. Well, I have, <laughs> I was actually going to say something just like that. Like I have <laughs> something that happened organically was that I just started keeping a folder. I, I was called a folder of awesomeness, just a folder of oh, things nice. that I gathered from blogs or from memes over the years that was like, Sometimes it was a really silly photo of a dog. Sometimes it was a neat three ads. Sometimes it was a neat radio spot, like whatever. I would just keep a folder of this stuff. And over time, that folder became like thousands of files deep and they were not organized. There were Some of them had keywords in their file names like, like print or like poster or like illustration. But often they were just grabbed from the internet and there were a whole bunch of numbers or something. Right. Um, Screenshot on date. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Yes, exactly. But like, um, uh, I found out that I could just put like uh, a name on them. So of every illustration file that I keep, because it's a cool illustration, I add at the start of the file illustration underscore. And I do that for files that I keep because they're cool for typography files that I keep because they're cool advertising files that I keep because they're cool tattoos, cool home things. Um, cool. Just, I have an awesome underscore folder, which is great. Cause it's just full of funny gifts of leprechaun skateboarding or something. I'm like, I'm not kidding, but, Amazing. um, I know in school and I know in, in, in just in, in industry, you were taught to look for, uh, inspiration before you begin without right. being derivative and without being plagiaristic. You're not going to steal, but I found making those, those folders and I look at them in bridge where I can see just like a preview of everything um, right. all laid out in a grid. Like, dude, I'll look at my illustrations folder when I'm trying to think of an idea for, you know, an ambient right. execution. Or I'll listen to radio spots when I'm trying to think of video content ideas. Um, that's stuff that... I know flipping through magazines is the analog for that. That's what used to be the norm and that's cool. But I don't know. I, I, I found that's a way that works well for me that nobody really told me about beforehand. Mm -hmm. Cause I was coming out of college awesome. in 03 and like the internet was around, but we were still on windows ME, you know, windows 95 and 98. Like this was not the, like, the one everybody tried to skip. Yeah, exactly. Like this, like, I know it's normal now. We all have Imgur and Reddit and like ads of the world.com, but those three I just mentioned didn't even exist back then. When right. you found a neat image, you kept it and it was weird. If, if you're anything like me um, mm. and most of the other creative people, yeah. it's been really difficult to uh, stay creative lately because our brains are in that fight or flight survival mode yeah so how do you stay creative without being overwhelmed with everything yeah. happening well i'm really lucky that um the place that i grew up it was in halifax but we had like two acres of forest around us the house that i lived in had um 
like wood fired, like a wood stove in the winter. That was how we got heat and stuff. So we had to do a lot of chopping of wood. There was a lot of yard work to do. I don't know. I'm lucky to have been blessed with a really good work ethic from that. Right. And I'll also say that, I mean, TBH, I've been at being creative for a long time and it's kind of a muscle for me. True. There's some times where I can just, I'll be at a boardroom table with a bunch of, you know, uh, board members looking at me and I'm caught with a question off guard. And I just sort of like, I could feel internally myself blindly reach into a well and see if I'm going to come up with something right here at the table. And I usually kind of do. So it's like, well, that's really a blessing. That's really cool. And I'm happy to have that. Um, a boss of mine used to have a framed quote on his wall and it was, um, inspirations for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work. So it was like a, a little bit of that, but I find like, I think of that and it's like, it's just really cruel to those who it doesn't come easy to. That's not fair mm-hmm. to say that. Um, I will say that the current situation makes it hard because, Another thing that I'm used to as a professional is people asking me to do stuff for them. People come to me when they need a print ad made or when they need a campaign done. People aren't coming to me anymore and that's okay. We're on pause or we're slowed down anyway. So I'm trying to come up with things on my own to do and it's doing good. But after, you know, two months of it, I'm starting to get a little tired of doing that. I just really want a week off from being in my brain. Um, it's getting exhausting, not having that stream of, um, creative challenges is a good way to put it, where you are continuing to challenge yourself and, um, make the clients happy and feel productive because you're putting work out there. Yeah. I think too, like I'm a reasonably mature person and I know we all, are but i think a part of it is just that we all grew up with parents and parents told us what to do stuff what to do and when to do it a lot of the time yes and my parents weren't controlling they're great people but like at the same time sometimes i just need to be told to go do a thing and Mm -hmm. i'm great in my home and i'm great at my work but sometimes it's just it's just nice to have someone to do that and usually your email inbox is the thing that pushes you around when it's not doing that yeah, when it's when that inbox isn't bossing you around a little bit, you f- you keenly feel the the void there. Um, but and the deadlines aren't hard deadlines anymore. They're no, sort of like, well, I could do that off. this Friday yeah. or two Fridays from now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing yeah. to say about art too. Like art kind of needs a deadline. Otherwise, it's right. just like you just you could keep rewriting or re you know re-changing and saving your file forever and ever. Um, yes. Not having a deadline kind of drives a creative person a little bonkers under the skin. They might might not know it, might not admit it, but like it is, it gives you that twitchy, creepy crawly sensation underneath over time. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Especially if you're like me with imposter syndrome and are a perfectionist. Oh. Um, nothing ever gets finished. No, I know. <laughs> I'm getting better though. Yeah. Because you can't, release anything unless it's you know yeah. finished so i will if say too, I mean, yeah. anything out. i mean this probably won't help you but i remember reading this great article once 10 years ago about how um 
like it's even harder these days to leave things kind of imperfect because in this world of ones and zeros, you publish something, even if you just put it on Instagram and you delete it later, it still exists somewhere forever. So there's like this strange pressure to make art, which is supposed to be about uh, expression and free thought. Now it's really about uh, getting it exactly right before you push publish. And that's not fair. Especially early in my design career, because it's actually my second career. I worked for 12 years in a software development shop as a technical writer. Yeah. um, Where um, my creativity was never used. And then when I learned about design, I was like, oh, my God. Um, So I was extra hard on myself starting out in design because I felt so much farther behind. I was like. And all of my classmates were like, you know, 10 to 15 years younger. Yeah. And um, so I was, I was like comparing myself to everybody yeah. and thinking, you know, this person did this amazing artwork, but yeah. my skill level is not there yet or my technical knowledge isn't there yet. Yeah. Um, so I, I finally sort of slapped myself in the face and was like, gr- like grow up. Well, uh, it, is you- a, it is a get over yourself moment. Totally. Yeah. 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 Where it's like, you're doing amazing with the amount of time you've worked on things and the knowledge you have. Um, Yeah. You're doing awesome. So stop. Exactly. (laughs) And in the end, it's, it's, you're doing what only you can do. Uh, Right. So, you know, just keep doing what makes you as a person happy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I know we've talked about your design and working with agencies, but I know you do a lot of other crafts in your spare time um, that are analog and not even to do with computers, step away from the screen. So what is it about these that bring you joy? And Mm. uh, is there anything that you learn from doing that that you bring back into your creativity as a designer? Oh, for sure. Um, Things like that. Like I do a lot of hand illustration and hand typography. I'll do cross stitch and string art and watercolor pencil stuff. Sometimes I've done wool felting and woodworking and all that. Those things, they're challenging. They're not something that those are all things that I picked up with no knowledge of before I tried other than I might've seen them done once. Um, Thankfully we live in a world of YouTube. So I know how to cast on and cast off a knitting, you know, gig, but like, but beyond that, increase, decrease. Yes, exactly. But like (laughs) these things are hard because they're hard. They're challenging because they're hard. Like there's no undos while you're drawing. I mean, I'm sure all of us listening, like you're drawing and you probably hit command S in your brain all the time while you're drawing, because I, I can't go back. Once I put my hand back on the paper, I might smudge it. Um, I know my cross stitch is going to get more wrinkled as I go. Uh, and to me, I it's, feel that's part of the beauty of it though. Yeah. It's that kind it of the fun of it. And, worn and you know, some of the thread gets a little frayed on the yeah. edges that you started with. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that because like, it's not going to be, you have, you get to accept that it's not going to be as polished as, as it yes. was in your mind. Like it's, it's not fair to expect perfection. Like it's fine. Um, also it's kind of fun that when you're done, people look at it and go like, Oh my God, that's amazing. And you're like, all I can see is how I screwed up this guy's face though. Like it's just, 
Yeah, like I, I, I chose the wrong thread color and no one sees it, but that's all that I see. Um, yeah. I kind of like, you know, it's, it's a little like playing a prank on yourself in a way. Like it's just, I don't know, it's something that only I see and it gives me a pain. And that's kind of funny. That's kind of humorous. Um, but honestly, I like doing these things because these are things that I can do. Like I just like finding the things I'm good at. Like I tried string art once. And since then, five years ago, I've done dozens of string art pieces because I discovered I loved it. I've tried cross stitch. I discovered I liked that. So I've done a half dozen pieces since. I tried embroidery since that. I found out I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't done any more. It's like these things kind of reveal to you who you are. And if you don't try them, yeah. you'd never know. So you you might as well. Yeah. And um, my myself, I also love doing the the handcrafted things where at the end of the day, you're like, I made something and yeah. you can touch it. And yeah. it's not just going to be on Facebook somewhere and disappear yeah which a lot when you do advertising campaigns that can happen to some of your work for sure uh, it's still important please keep hiring us to make those um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but this winter i decided i'm gonna teach myself how to crochet because youtube um yeah. you just need yarn and one hook and and i was flabbergasted with like how many websites are out there and free patterns and yeah. different like i didn't even know you could like crochet whole like sculptures and like oh, stuffed wicked. animals yeah and, like, yeah i was like this is crazy and i love it yeah i used to um, i used to say like i don't know and I, this is me talking to creatives or graphic designers or whatever and say like guys we're we we not only have to do creative things for a living. Like we get to do that stuff. We're not, you know, doing a job that we don't like or that someone else considers beneath someone. We're doing these things that are amazing. We're getting paid to do them. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, I can plus one on that. We live in this world where there's tutorials all over the place to tell you how to do a thing. And there's big yes. box stores on every corner and there's Ebay's and Amazon's that you can get whatever supplies you want. Geez, it's almost like, why wouldn't you explore that stuff now? Yes, you know, I agree. One yeah. day the internet will explode and we won't be able to do it anymore. And I know that's like not very likely. I don't know how that would even happen, but I'm just saying like one day we might not be able to do it. So you better do it now. What if you had to pay per megabyte kind of thing? I'm not doing that. I'm going to learn all this stuff now. Yeah, my relatives in Quebec have to do that. Ugh. I don't want that. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers, no, thank man. you. Yeah. <laughs> no oh. Netflix marathon for you. So sorry to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say a little prayer for them every weekend. Uh, uh, yeah. They still have cable, though. So, you know. Well, sure. I mean, <laughs> they have to because they. Dancing you know. with the Stars don't watch itself, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you've been involved as a designer in many advertising campaigns uh, at your current Empass projects. And right now, no one yeah, sure. wants to be sold anything uh, with the hard sell is like a hard pass. <laughs> um, do you see any shifts in how people are going to approach marketing and advertising through this? And what do you hope will stay yeah. when this is over? Oh, totally. I mean, 
uh, it's changed so much and there's i see good news to it if you can call it that and it's like what's happening now is what i've felt we've been missing for a long time um yes me too like in branding and marketing but in branding for example it's an exercise in not discovering what color your logo is it's it's an exercise in discovering what you care about that other people care about that you're going to align with each other on so now that we can't you know bring people into stores and tell them why our headache pills are better now we have to do actual marketing and not advertising. We have to like prevent the headaches of an entire community and talk about how we, you know, relieve pain and, but you know, we care about pain relief by donating to such and such a cause. That's a weirdo example, but you know what I mean? I mean, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, it's funny. I know it's a bit of a paradox, but I'm an advertiser and I like advertising like a lot but I really don't like the consumer culture that is yes. is kind of rampant in North America. Um, oh yes. So I've, I've never really wanted to do advertising that said, Hey, here's why you should buy this product. It's more like, Hey, here's why you should like us or not even that. Hey, here's why we like you. And then right. people will jump on board or people will not, I guess all that backs up to right now. Yeah, you're right it's hard to do a hard sell because just putting another tchotchke in the liquor store isn't going to make people buy your wine anymore. You have to actually give things and you have to like try different promotions, try different pairings. You have to talk to people. You have to put yourself out there. That's stuff that should have, we've been ramping up towards for a long time anyway, I think. And um, I'm happy to see that happening. Yeah, I find the brands that are stepping up to do actual good for either helping like the Bauer when they decided to start making masks for doctors. Like who in a million years would have thought like a hockey brand that makes hockey helmets would be able to help doctors. But here they are doing it. And the small distilleries that are making hand sanitizer, you know, there's... There's, I think those brands are the ones that will stand out and and grow going forward. Yeah. The ones that just resist and stay firm in their, I hate this attitude, but yeah. this is how we've always done it. I know, right? And you have to avoid <laughs> right? that stuff. Like, I don't know, I, I really yeah. like uh, quoting things and like the great Chris Farley movie, Tommy Boy, there's a line in that of just like, um, one of my favorite. Yeah, his father's talking about the auto industry, the automotive industry, but he says, um, uh, in this business, in this world, any business that tries to wait it out will be just that out. You're either growing or you're mm-hmm. dying. There ain't no third direction. It's right. like, yeah. I know that there's a lot of research that says um, advertising in a downturn increases future sales. Like, I'm not going to refute that because my brain isn't as good as dozens of years of research. But I will say that I don't think advertising the right is the right word there. It's marketing during downturns. Right. Um, right. I've been doing a lot of things for my own business's brand in this time. And those things are based on the fact that, I don't know, I have the ability to do some things like 
gather people to do coloring sheets. It's a small thing, right? but I did it. And I can think of a lot of other creative outlets that haven't done anything. Well, when this is all done, said and done, I don't know, maybe, maybe I won't be better off than I was, but I'll feel a little bit better. And I like to think I'll be mm-hmm. remembered 1% more um, because I delivered something to someone. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the businesses now who are continuing to show up and not just to sell something, but just show up yeah. and ask those questions. How are you doing? Can I help you? Is there anything? Uh, I know a lot of people in my network of small businesses and people who run a business of one person have been doing a lot more uh, service swaps. So I'll help you with some design. If you can help me with some coaching or you can help me brainstorm some social media posts so that you're continuing to grow and expand your network, but you're not necessarily exchanging monetary funds, but you better believe when I think of someone who could help someone else, I'll be like, that person they're awesome yeah because they helped me when i needed it most exactly and like in any market but especially in this market your reputation is worth more than you can possibly imagine kind of thing so the more times your name can get passed around the better that doesn't just mean networking and throwing around business cards that's there's a place for that too but i mean like you have to perform you have to be liked you have to like actually means something that sort of stuff on, on the topic of sales though because i mean the job that you and i have um as self-employed creatives we have to go out and get work sometimes and yes um my girlfriend's in sales and i learn a lot from her on the topic and it was like i i'd heard a great little fact once about something like you don't have to go into the hard sell. It's not the only kind of selling, but right now one of the best things you can do is just call to check up on people. You don't have to call and say, Hey, have you given any thought to the proposal that, you know, we talked about, or, Hey, if you want to launch in June, we need to work now. Okay. Bye. That's not the kind of call you make. The kind of call you make now is how are you doing? Is there anything that you, that you need? Like, can I bring you, not can I bring you groceries, but like, is there any way that I can help? Is there anything that I can do? Okay. I, yeah, I know you have that. Don't apologize for not looking at that proposal yet. We'll get to that when we get to that. I just want to make sure you're cool. Um, the whole yeah. climate of this pandemic and this isolation stuff has changed where that was really good advice three weeks ago. And now it's like, eh, your sales call better have a bit of a reason. And by the time yeah. you almighty listener listen to this the rules will have changed again i get that but ultimately we're a bunch of people here to help a bunch of people that's the way i see these things yes well put i agree 100 yeah. percent. um so let's chat about dartmouth colors and halifax colors okay. how did it become an idea that you yeah. pursued and now is a huge thing oh dude that was just So I was in this weird place where I was like trying to find creative outlets for, for myself. Um, and I did things like, um, 
a small series of like little instructional videos that are super nerdy and talking about file naming and stuff like that. They were just for designers, but okay. I had fun doing that. I explored some new skills. Um, I was doing a, a promoted post series on Instagram about, okay, so you're going to be working from home now. Like I work from home and I remember how weird that transition was. I'm not an expert, but here's what I noticed from working from home. Um, and eventually I was just, uh, a few things came together all at once. I saw that uh, the canteen in Dartmouth had shifted their business, or the, the word is they pivoted to uh, cooking. They can't cook meals for people to come into the restaurant anymore, but what they can do is cook meals for people in their community who need food meals delivered to their home, right. um, food insecure families. Right. It's really important to take care of them. Um, I saw that story. Bubbling in the back of my head was also, um, I mean, I'm a freelance creative. In my Twitter feed, there's loads of freelance creatives. Same. Um, most, uh, yeah, a lot of which are local illustrators. And um, everyone's looking for work and no one can get it. And Or at the time, no one could get it or it was hard to get. Let me say that. And um, I just sort of was feeling for that thing, that situation. And I was like, geez, man, I was even thinking of, reaching out to 10 local illustrators and commissioning each of them to do a profile pic for me. Just draw my face. I'll pay you 50 or hundred bucks. I don't know, whatever. I'll pay you something. And then I'll have a whole slew of these things and I can, I, I supported you. You get, you know, my picture calls you out a little bit and that's a way, but I was like, no, there's gotta be something even better, something actually good. And um, finally I put all that stuff together in my head just while washing the dishes or something one night. And I was like, you know, if I could do, if I could harness the power of these illustrators to help the offering that the canteen is doing. And not only that, but in a community like Dartmouth um, that I lived in for a couple of years, I really came to love Dartmouth a lot. Um, I, uh, I just reached out and asked a half dozen illustrators that, you know, lived or lived Sorry, currently lived or used to live in Dartmouth, and they all were happy yes. to join in. Yeah. Uh, another thing I was seeing a lot of on on social media too was um, because we're artists, we're so so in touch with our feelings and stuff. Yeah. That like I could see that people weren't as happy and weren't as they didn't have a purpose because no one's hiring them. They're losing their jobs. Like some people, you know, have three or four jobs and we're you know, getting laid off from those things. And it's like, geez, man, I'd love to give people a reason to something to look forward to today. Even if it's just drawing a picture of the fairy for me, yes. because I appreciate it because I do. Um, so yeah, we did it within a week. Um, I got six local illustrators uh, in a week to do a drawing. I, pro- I put one in there too. Um, we printed 200 of those things. Um, brought them to the canteen and the canteen passed them on to their distribution center who moved them on. As soon as that ended, I was like, I wonder if I should do another one, a Halifax one. And immediately I got so tired at the idea. I was just like, <laughs> Oh, like I can't, The work. I've just been like running so hard. Like, and I have to start over and like, anyways, I started over. Um, I, I used this time I, I reached out and used some help. I didn't just reach out to illustrators that I know. I reached out to ad agencies, galleries, shops, um, classes, youth groups. Hey, everybody, 
we're doing this thing. If you want to contribute an illustration, people keep writing them to me and saying, here's my submission. And it's like, it's not a submission. Like you're in, like you're a hundred percent. A lot you're in this. I don't have to do anything. Is it a jury um, show? <laughs> yeah, no. Like, so we have over right now I have over 50 illustrations wow. in the Halifax edition. Um, those, like I said earlier, went to print, uh, last week, the first run went to print and I delivered 750 coloring sheets. Uh, and those are just what I delivered. I, uh, I've been talking to, um, Halifax public libraries. They're printing their own. Amazing. Um, Dartmouth MLAs are, print, are providing them in their newsletters. Um, the Halifax junior Bengal Lancers is doing the same thing. Amazing. Um, in fact, they're sending me horse drawings soon, which I'm really oh my happy about because I forgot about horses. Yeah. Like that's, that's really important. Um, and, uh, that's how that one began. Now, all of those things still have a life to them after their first print run. We'll be doing more print runs. They also all exist online. Um, I can share a link maybe to where they can be found on my website. Definitely. Um, They're all high res. They're all unabashedly. There's no curtain to look behind. These are all high res, great big files. You download the ones you want, you print them, you color them up. Maybe you share them online with hashtag community colors with you. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's a fun thing. In the end, it's nice to know that you can do something for the community. And the fact that people like it, that's just gravy on the cake, man. Yeah, that's awesome. And when you, yeah. you talked on um, 95.7 with Sheldon, mm. I loved how you said that you were trying to give illustrators and designers purpose again. Yeah. Um, and also how because at the time we were still self-isolated and parks weren't open. Um, when I saw the illustration of the pond with the geese, I was like, if that's your favorite place to go and you can't go there, yeah. at least yeah. you have this that you can color and you can like reminisce yeah. and be yeah. nostalgic about being there and think of that mean goose. <laughs> and like, yeah. you know, all the things, yeah. all the, you Old know, you think of walking through the grass and you can hear the water. Yeah. Well, ultimately too, like, yeah, we are all isolated and we're all probably getting a little bored of whatever board games we have kind of thing. Yes. Um, and like, honestly, when you think about like a young child going through this, like they have their parents to help them through it and they have a lot to stimulate them. And that's great. But imagine taking three months of your three-year-old, of your third year of your life, taking a quarter of your third year where you don't get to see pigeons, you don't get to see, um, you know, the fairy, you don't get to see water or boats or dogs or any of that stuff, just whatever's walking by your window. Like I know a coloring sheet doesn't replace that, but to bring a little bit of the outside world into your home, that's, that's worth doing. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, on behalf of all of HRM, thank you. And anyone, because really someone in the U S or Vancouver can download them, right? Yeah. So, yeah, dude, I got an email while I was at uh, my cottage a couple weeks ago, or no, not my cottage. I was at um, doesn't matter where I was. I was out. I got an email, and uh, <laughs> it was uh, an elderly couple writing me saying, "Thank you so much for doing this thing. We printed them off and sent a whole bunch to our grand our granddaughters in Seattle." Amazing. I'm like, that's really cool. Like, you know, yeah. 
Yeah. But like, I don't know. And to go to your way to write that, like, wow, man, that, that hits you right where you live. That's great. Yeah. I, I strongly believe that gratitude, first of all, gratitude is contagious. When you thank someone, they want to thank someone. Um, and also yeah. gratitude helps uh, put out that fear. So the more you can be thankful mm. and grateful for everything, all the things you still have, not what you lost, then yeah. you can get a little bit happier. I know it's not usually much because of this well, crazy time, but it helps. We got You work with what you got. Exactly. And sharing, sharing good words is about the best thing you can share right now. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. If someone wants to reach out for to you after the show, where is the best place to communicate with you, follow yeah. you, tag you, yeah. download totally. those uh, coloring book pages? All right. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. I think the one answer for all those things is I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram. Okay. Um, and I keep both of them up to date with like profile links and stuff. Um, you can find me on either at, at symbol P Tabiner. That's P T A B B I N E R. Um, that's my handle on Instagram. That's my handle on Twitter. Uh, if you wanted to look me up my portfolio or anything like that, it's P Tabiner.com. And those coloring sheets, well, that could be all found on, ptabner.com slash community colors dash hfx awesome and links to those things links to my website and to the community colors can be found on my social media twitter or instagram probably pretty quickly yes especially recently because yeah. all of the artists and illustrators are resharing and retweeting yeah, there's been a lot of that i like it yeah well i want everybody to and if anybody has any ideas of who else should be sharing this stuff who else could be distributing it like let me know. I'd love to get anybody involved. Well, thank you so much for it's being good. on the show. It was amazing to chat with you. I yeah, met having chats, coffee shop chats. I know, right? It's nice to have a human face again. <laughs> exactly. That you don't yeah. live with. <laughs> no, I, yeah. Although we right? love them it's too, nice to see someone else's but... wall. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, thanks, also, Sarah. It's my pleasure to to join in. You're doing good stuff. And I want to see more of it. Thank good. you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Have a great day. Yeah. Same to you. Bye everybody. Bye. And that's it for episode three with Pierre Tabiner. Thanks so much for listening. It means the world that you're here. And if you'd like to follow on other channels, just look me up at creative Conflap. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And as always, the podcast is also available on all your major platforms. Have an amazing day. I hope you get the chance to be creative and be well. <laughs>